0: Back in the 1980s, I know that was a long time ago, but my father and I spent many, many months over one summer building new fences on our farm. What we'd do is we'd clear away the old fence because it had got rusty and broken down because we had a lot of salt winds um, in that particular area of New Zealand. And um, we'd clear it all away and then we'd make a new fence. First, we'd get some brand new posts and we'd have like this big machine on the back of a tractor and it would drive the posts into the soil. Then we'd run out wires and uh, staple the wires to the fences and make them strong. Then the last thing we would do is to put wooden battens uh, on the side of the the wires and nail them up tight and it would look absolutely fantastic. And then (laughs) one of the... Things that I remember the most was we would stand and we would look at the fence and we would take it in and we'd say, yeah, this is a good job. Well, oh, you could have missed it you done a little bit better, but we would take it in and um, admire our workmanship. You see, these sorts of tangible things need to be nourished into our souls. We had created something and it felt really good to look at our handiwork. And and every time we build a fence, uh we got a little bit better, just a little bit better each time. And I'm not sure whether I can go back now, say forty years later, and if the fence would still be there. You know, those salt winds can be very harsh on fences and wires and so on. But um I think it may well still be there. <laughs> but there's a tangibleness to that fence line. There's a tactileness that I can go back and I'd say, I have built this, I can see it, I can feel it, I I know it's there. And often when I'm thinking about um, tangible things in my life, I I go back to that fence line and say, this is something that I've accomplished. And the world has changed a lot since the (laughs) early 1980s. and. i wonder do people particularly young people have those moments of a tangible tactile activity nourishing the brain um, and its creativity do they have a do they have a grounding with the ground and not just the gigabytes okay an observation i've made is that the world is becoming increasingly more and more digital intangible and abstract people spend hours and hours and hours in front of a screen like what I'm doing now. And at the end of the day, there is no physical, tangible or tactile outcome. You see, I'll, I'll write this particular post, I've written this post, and it'll probably take me about eight hours in full crafting out all these megabytes for you. And with a digital click on a button, boof, it's gone, it's published. I, I couldn't have done that some 40 years ago when I was building that fence. Its data would have been printed on some paper uh, with tangible messy ink and distributed via posts with hand-to-hand contact. All very tactile, all very tangible. I I often talk with people either on the verge of burnout or fully in it. Uh, in their brains, the pendulum of the mood swings goes from depression to anxiety. And it feels like it's stuck there. And I often ask with a gentle sense of curiosity, um, what do you do in life? What type of activities fill your days? Are they tangible or intangible, tactile or abstract? We, we know very little about um, Paul, the Apostle Paul, um, but he had a craft. And he, would, I don't even know how good he was at it. But we know a lot about his theology and how he talked about God. But Paul, yeah, he was actually a tent maker. And he had a trade. He was a tradie. <laughs> and it says in Acts this, After Athens, Paul went to Corinth. That is where he discovered Aquila, a Jew born in Pontius, and his wife Priscilla. They had just arrived from Italy, part of the general expulsion of Jews from Rome ordered by Claudius. Paul moved in with them, and they worked together at their common trade of tent making. But every Sabbath, he was at the meeting place, doing his best to convince both Jews and Greeks about Acts. Now, I I, I don't know what it was like, but I imagine Paul sitting with Aquila and Priscilla in some sunny Corinthian courtyard, with needles in hand, uh, creating a tent for a customer. Conversations would ensue about the price of leather, who makes the best needles, how they learn their trade, little techniques might have been shared, and that first tent that Paul made. And man, what a disaster that was. Oh, I don't know. And then they'd share stories about tent making. And then the perhaps the conversation would weave its way into, notice weave, its way into thinking about some aspect of faith. But at the end of the day, they would look at the physical tent They were making and have a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment. It was something tangible and tactile. And also wonder about Jesus. You know, he, he was the son of a carpenter. So he may well have learnt many of the skills of carpentry. You know, and as he was walking along the road, he may have been whittling away at a piece of wood, and perhaps he had to fix a certain roof about after some enthusiastic followers ripped it apart to let someone down for healing. Perhaps he got up and fixed it (laughs) home, home, I don't know. Uh, But he certainly drew his teaching stories from the tangible and the tactile of soil and seed, wind and rain, and the simple and non-grounded reality of daily lives. Have you ever noticed that a tightrope walker is always out of balance you know we talk about work-life balance well it's it's not true you can never get perfect balance you're always adjusting right always and that tightrope walker he has got this order correction going on even if it's microscopically tiny i don't think much of the world is out of balance i think it's tipped over into the intangible and abstract and that we desperately need more gardeners, tent makers, woodworkers, chefs, painters, dressmakers, potters, card makers, bookbinders, you name it. Uh, people who are working with the tactile and the tangible. And I don't know where there's been any research done, but perhaps those who who do have a, a healthy balance of tactile and tangible. Um... May have better mental health. I don't know. As a gardener, you see, I spend days without out in the dirt, and the wind, and the rain, and the flowers. And some days it's good. Sometimes it's it's terrible. <laughs> uh, but 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 I also need the time for a good book to read, or five. And I've actually just ordered some more because <laughs> I, I I love reading, and I I love to discover and explore the intangible world of ideas and theology and soul but it's the helping professions that really concern me the most those who spend much of their time with people in need uh, caregivers of the sick disabled counselors spiritual directors pastors doctors nurses social workers teachers it could be the parent of children maybe the daughter or son a daughter and son is caring for an elderly unwell parent it might be the spouse caring for the needs of the one they love it can feel like a constant giving out to the empty cups of others. Energy being given out to the abstract out to the abstract and intangible. You look at your day's expression and wonder, has this made any difference at all? And you know that tomorrow will be much of the same and the next day too. Rob Bell says that despair is when you fall under the belief and conviction that tomorrow will simply be a repeat of today. And I'd like to say, what could be the tangible and tactile gift that you need to balance your life with? Is there a hobby you could dive into? A tiny little gift to yourself at the end of the day. For me, it's the intangible, it's the reading, it's the writing. But what would be a tangible, tactile gift for you? It could be knitting. It could be painting. It could be making little models. I don't know. But something that at the end of the day you can look upon and say, I made that. Here's some quotes. Despair is what happens when there's a lack of new creation. When things are just what they are and there's a deep sense of impotence that there's nothing you can do about it. Brock Bell. Boredom, cynicism, despair are spiritual diseases because they disconnect us from the most primal truth about ourselves. That we are here. Rob Bell. If you have a garden in your library, everything will be complete. <laughs> Marcus Tullis Cicero. A garden is a grand teacher. It teaches patience and careful watchfulness. It teaches industry and thrift. Above all, it teaches entire trust. Gertrude Jekyll. Gardens are not made by seeing. Oh, how beautiful, and sitting in the shade. <laughs> Roo, rudyard Kipling, knitting is a very is very conductive to thought. It is nice to knit a while, put down the needles, write a while, then take up the sock again. Dorothy Day, I love that. <laughs> See, there's a balance between knitting and writing. Picking up the sock, putting it down. Um, you will find something good in the woods. Something more in the wood. Sorry, you will find something more in woods than in books trees and stones will teach you that which you can never learn from masters saint Bernard. he who works with his hands is a laborer he who works with his hands and his head is a craftsman he who works with his hands and his feet and his heart is an artist saint francis of assisi questions do you spend most of the, your time tangible or intangible the tactile or the abstract, number two, what are some balancing activities for you? Number three, what nourishes the cup of your life? Hey, I hope you found this helpful, and I just so enjoy writing this stuff and and giving it out to people too, and I think it helps a lot of people. If you want to write to me and, and talk about this one or anything else, it's Barry at turning the page co.nz And just another big thank you to people who support what we're doing here. Um, if you want to become one of our financial supporters, that would be wonderful. It's turningthepage.co.nz forward slash give. Okay, hey, until next week. Bye.